sweat the technique. All teams covered. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. He's Joe George filling in for Blank. Where's Blank today? Wrong answers only. 713-780-3776. 9240-Blankers found out where Dallas Al lives and is Mm. teaching him a lesson. Ah, Blankers all talk. 50-30, Blank eating ketchup on a steak. Uh, I don't. I think steaks are on weekends. I just still like. I know he does that. Maybe too. a just, bean steak. It makes me disgusted. Wait, he actually eats ketchup on a steak? Yeah. I don't know if that's technically true. I think it is. I think he said he's done it before. Has he? I don't know I, if it's not. It's not like Mahomes. I've like, never seen him do it. Like Pat Mahomes does it. Says he does it regularly. Did uh, did did, he, did Blank say he eats? Ketchup I think on he steak? said he's had it before. I know he, but he's. The weirdest thing I've ever seen him do was he ordered a baked potato one time, like with nothing on it, and just loaded it up with ketchup. And I was like, that, look, that's weird. And his, <laughs> this doesn't make his, any his, sense. His, to well, me. his logic makes some sense. He's like, same thing as French fries and ketchup. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Touche. Good counterpoint. Yeah, good but rebuttal. A, but a baked potato is. You, know, I mean, is, you, you don't see it. It's sour cream, <laughs> chives, cheese, butter, yeah, bacon not, bits. Not for blankers. 3082 blanks. Uh, he's out updating his names on his name dropping list. Okay. All right. Four, five, uh, eight, seven. Blankers is telling John to stop answering Gilbert because that bit is played out. This show is the best show. Appreciate it. Four, eight, five, seven, but we're second at best. We're the second best show at best. I appreciate that too, but like also I love Gilbert. Yeah. I don't think that bit's played out. I, I don't think it's played out. Blankster is out updating his name. Somebody else said he's out updating his names on the name dropping list. Uh, Tony, I'm going to miss the most about Dusty. Huh? That's what I miss the most about Dusty Baker. What about it? His name drops. Oh, he did name when drop he would just like ask a Ralph question about Jose Altuve, and... bring up guys from the '40s and '50s and '60s that we've never heard of. Yeah, it was the best. Uh, Twenty twenty two here, Pac-Man did get into an argument with you over steak on ketchup. So maybe he's right. I just forgot. Nine three nine two Blankers is writing a new Dr. Seuss book. It's well played. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. You can keep sending in your uh, wrong answers only as to why Blankers isn't here. It's really loading up our mean text doc is what it's doing, but that's fine. All right, Dana Brown, Scottsdale, doing the whole general manager circuit. Uh, lots of quotes coming from this. Some things that uh, you can kind of worry about. Maybe you don't believe what he says. Where are you at with Dana when it comes to that? Because he he talks a lot. Uh, I, I think that he's not necessarily great with media, and I don't mean that he's like not a good speaker. Right? He he's obviously a very good speaker. All of those things, very sharp, very smart. Uh, I, I mean that he kind of um, he kind of gets a little loosey goosey when it comes to things that he has to say. Yeah, and, and there's frankly there's a lot of contradictions to what he has to say. So he's said uh, he's been saying since last offseason, Jeremy. They want out extensions for Altuve and Bregman. Scott Boris said today when he met with the media, no discussions have been had. That the Astros have acknowledged yeah. that they would like that to happen, but there's been no discussions had. Uh, Dana like- Brown said that Lance McCullers would be back in July. Scott Boris said there is no timetable, which don't like that answer either. I don't see. I think that one might have been taken out of context a little bit about the, from the Boris side. You think? Or? No, the from Dana Brown, the McCullers quote. Okay. The way that I read that quote was like it was in Chandler Rome's uh, piece that he did. He had two pieces out about that. Um, the way that I read it's when they're both coming back, not 
when either one is coming gotcha. back. And I okay. think that the way that Dana Brown answered it was that we expect them both back by this point, which at that point you're just talking about the Luis one that's going to be out the longest, which we know that Garcia is not going to be in, until the summer. Yeah. Like if you look, if you go back to like the Lance McCullers, like that type of surgery, he could start throwing before pitchers and catchers report. Lance McCullers said he'd be back for spring training. Yeah, so the way that I – I think that one's kind of taken out of context a little bit okay. and maybe misread. I, I read that as when they're both back. So when, when Luis Garcia and Lance – that makes sense. That makes me feel a little bit better. But it, it is a constant thing where he's like, he says X is going to happen. Here was, that, then, here was the quote on that. Brown said he expects Garcia, blah, 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 blah. He said the, the quote was by early July or so, but it's impossible to know what either man will provide after serious elbow. Actually, that's not the quote. The quote was only by early July or so. So that's – it could be both. It could be one. Like I, I, I don't know how to read that one. I read it as both of them back. Yeah, I just I feel like Dana Brown says a lot and says too much. Yeah, I do too. And that there's not a lot of follow through. There's and now. I, I think no, but I do think he's being honest here. Well, like, I mean, I, I how, do, how he, can you tell? Because no. like extensions in the past, Tucker. Fromber, Javier, he did one of the three. Yeah. He talked about it like in the middle of the season. Like, we expect Tucker here forever. Okay. Like, that's a bold statement to make for a guy who's not been willing to do business with you so far. He's talked, like, even before the trade deadline, he talked about, well, we have starting pitching. We don't think we need to add starting pitching trades for Justin Verlander. Two weeks ago, he said that starting pitching is a surplus. Doesn't think they're going to need starting pitching. And then there's a quote here saying that we, we're never going to dismiss starting pitching. But I don't. I guess maybe it's just the the money part of that. Then, like, I don't think he's lying that Jim Crane is not going to spend money. But even unless that, he talked out of both sides of his mouth. I know, right? unless it's a strategy thing of, of trying to, like, hey, like, I'm just going to tell everyone you're not going to spend money, dude. I think he kind of rambles. Then, I think he kind of rambles without any direction. And, and then he just says things that he doesn't. He goes foot and mouth. He has a little Branham foot and mouth. I, I to think him. that goes back to the Dusty Baker stuff. Like, I know Dusty Baker. You know, when he did the, the Barkley and Ernie Johnson thing, specifically called out 30-year-old bloggers and tweeters, I still think that it, it is a shot at Dana Brown for going on the flagship every week with the quarterback and talking about the usage of Yiner Diaz and Chas McCormick and how he wants to see these guys play more. He consistently would say it and then be, but it's Dusty Baker's lineup. Like, he constantly would challenge the way that Dusty Baker would use his guys and then just kind of, subtly blame it on Dusty because he sets the lineup. I think you're right. I think he just talks a lot, and, and that's where... But I don't even think he was trying to be disrespectful there, and I don't even think he really meant anything by that. He just It's just he's saying he what he wants. He's just then, kind of like, he, he's just talking like you and I were talking, you know, if we're not the manager, we're working in the front office, you and I are having a gentle bend. You're like, yeah, I'd love to see Yiner in the lineup more. And then he just randomly says that. And it's like, yeah. you know, I, I, maybe, maybe he hasn't quite learned like the impact and the gravity that of has being like the the general manager of a team, and when he says that, it's like, oh, that's that's a that's a segment, that's a news topic. There are going to be headlines about that, uh, or the same thing about like a Tucker extension. Oh, whenever I say that we're locking up Kyle Tucker, people are going to treat that like it's gospel. Yes, because like think about the, the I think compare, it could be it. Compare and contrast the two guys of Springer and Tucker. Everyone knew Springer was gone. Mm-hmm. There was no question that George Springer was not going to be a Houston Astro. We know there was never a formal contract offered, and and everyone just kind of knew it because there was never any conversation to be had. Like the everyone behind the scenes knew that Luno and Springer and Crane were never going to get on the same page. Yep. But Dana Brown goes out publicly and says, "Look, we're trying to lock up Tucker." Yep. I know sometimes the the belief is that he's trying to then put the blame on Tucker. So the fans are not upset with the organization. But like no one's upset with Springer. No one's upset with the Astros. Like they just, uh, 
I think that was kind of new. Well, I mean, Springer was never like. Are they upset with Garrett Cole though? Ah, and he was maybe it was the way he handled that. Yeah, World I think Series that's thing. different. I think he was just kind of a D. Yeah, honestly. I don't. Like, maybe maybe there is some you know madness to the method. Uh, I don't believe it is. I think he more just kind of says random things, and, and then yes. some of the times they don't come to fruition. Sometimes they come to fruition. Sometimes the exact opposite happens, like Frankly, the Verlander trade. I think most of it is none of it comes to fruition. Besides Javier, it's really the yeah. only thing he's publicly said that he's followed through with. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's like the little things like you know Brantley. We expect him back at some point. I, I don't know. Like I don't yeah. know what's true. It's hard to tell exactly what is true. And now you're kind of guessing a, a few things that he did say yesterday, or at least that Rome reported. Rome reported that there's no timeline on the managerial search, but interviews have started. Joe Espada is the lone internal candidate, so that would cross off a few names that have been mentioned. That crosses off Omar Lopez. Uh, it crosses off Alex Cintron. It crosses off Snetker, if you were one of those, which not many people were. The team is open to adding a starter, which I find to be kind of interesting because he said a couple weeks ago that there's a surplus. The only the, I, the way I read this one, and again, we just talked about maybe his words don't mean anything. Maybe we shouldn't be reading into his words, but here I am reading into his words. If it will, the, the internal thing with the candidate, it does cross off those other three guys, if it's true. The only way I see them adding a starting pitcher is if, the, if it's the Cuban guy, Uriel Rodriguez. Like or, they've been in on him reportedly. Yeah. I think that's the only way. Uh, that or Cease. I think, like, I think that it's... Oh, okay. I didn't See, I didn't read it as a, a trade option. I read it as a, a free agent option. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I think, like, you... I, that, to me, does feel the most likely that if you're going to make a, a trade... It, huh. I think they go big. Like, it, it, you're... Because you don't have... To make a move of a cease robber or just even anyone in, in baseball, like the, the, the prospects are not there. You're going to have to deplete the majors. Yeah, for sure. To, so like, it's going to be majors for majors. I think it's going to like, if you were to trade for a cease and a Robert, I think you have to trade both Hunter Brown and Jeremy Pena. Yeah. I think, I think it's Hunter Brown, Jeremy Pena and prospects for cease and, and probably and Eric Getty. I think so. I saw one that suggested that it was just a, it was a white Sox reporter was like they kind of talked about this during the off season mm -hmm. like if this were to come back up again because they acknowledged the rumors was a, a swap of the catchers as well like Corey lee comes back for no Yiner. they wouldn't they wouldn't trade for court yiner i mean i'm sure that they would be interested in yiner but like if i'm the white Sox, i want yiner yeah they'd be yeah i would want a comp, like some sort of package or combination of uh, I'd be interested in Hunter Brown. I'd be interested in Jeremy Pena. I'd be interested in Yiner. And then there's a couple prospects, but the Astros don't have tremendous Dude, prospects. I'll be honest with you. If Robert, if Luis Robert and Dylan Cease are on the table, there is not a player on the Astros roster to me that is untouchable. Uh, come on. Besides no. Jordan Alvarez. Like Jose Altuve. Well, I don't count him. Cause like it, <laughs> he's not every member of the roster. Yeah. But like, he's untouchable. Yeah. Like, he, I... he, him and Jordan. Okay. Besides Jordan Alvarez. And Jose Altuve, but the White Sox aren't going to be interested in a lot of them too. The White Sox yeah. have no they don't they don't have I mean, any interest yeah, in Verlander. Guess, they don't yeah, have I, interest in Tucker. Like I they're, they're they, looking for young players that are club controllable. I went Dana Brown there. I said yeah, you words went a little that too, you, went, well. you went a little too far yeah. on that one. Uh, of the players <laughs> that other teams would be interested in, that like besides Jordan Alvarez, I would trade anyone. Like no one would trade for Altuve or Bregman, but like Pena, Yiner, I would listen <sighs> on a lot of those guys. If Luis Robert and Dylan Cease push you in a different level, I wonder what a fair. The thing that scares me about Robert is that he's had, like, one really good year. He's special, man. He's also been, in the past, is one that has been immature, kind of loafs. Like he's got he's benched. Some, 
And he's got some injury stuff, too. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder what a fair... I mean, send it in. 713-780-3776. Like, what would a fair package be for those two? I, I think it's very, very unrealistic for starters. All right, more of what Dana Brown had to say. People are... A lot of people are not too pleased uh, with Dana Brown. We'll get to that as well. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. That was an outrageous thing that Joe George just said. Every Astro, except for Jordan Alvarez, it's a good thing we have uh, an HR in-house that we use. We use HRP. Uh, I, th- I think I might turn Joe in. Uh, Mike Hall, a U of H class of 1990, go Cougs. He's been protecting the interest of businesses for nearly 25 years. HRP provides comprehensive human capital management services, including HR compliance, benefits administration, and payroll. HRP will work with you to customize a plan for whatever you need. There's nothing cookie cutter about HRP. You need a little help, a lot of help, anything in between hrnp will create a plan for what you and your business needs also their customer service is second to none you'll never talk to a stranger on the other side of the line you'll be calling someone that's familiar with you familiar with your company i can speak to that customer service anytime i have a question i always get a quick response that's very easy to understand let hrnp take on the demands of human resources eliminate your hr burden so you can get back to growing your business give them a call at 281-880-6525 let hrnp customize a plan for you 281-880 6525 or check them out at hrp.net that's hrp.net espn 97.5 on youtube dog show women bathing their dogs you know and uh, cut off jeans and t-shirts and with the soap and you know how it gets all wet and in the water welcome back houston it's the killer bees Joel Blake and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. No, no Blankers today. He's uh, he's not here. Why is Blankers not here? Wrong answers only. 713-780-3776. A few of them in here. Blankers is out because he hired Boris as his agent last night. He's eagerly awaiting his Montero relief pitcher deal to get done with the Astros. That's a tough look here. He couldn't afford it, Boris. <laughs> no way. Uh, interviewing for the Raiders head coaching job. He wouldn't even hire himself for the head coaching job of ESPN 97.5. He hired somebody else, so I don't think he'd be uh, capable Fair. of uh, doing that. People are wanting Tim Anderson. I, have, I want nothing to do with Tim Anderson. Well, it's, it's funny, like, talking about Cease, Robert. You mentioned Tim Anderson earlier. Yeah. The one thing Jose Abreu talked about when he came here, though, was that he, he talked about some culture stuff. Yep. And that, like, the White Sox have problems. And I, I don't know if I would want to open the doors to the clubhouse to a bunch of those players. And Tim Anderson's probably at the top of that list. Yeah. I mean, like, this is a guy who hit 300, what, two years ago and was a really, really talented baseball player, but he also got knocked out in the middle of a baseball field this year. He got one he hit one homer last year. Like his numbers went down and he's in his early 30s. Like yeah. I think he's 33, 31. I think he's maybe 31. Yeah, it's just I I wouldn't love it. It's just the problem with the the idea like while getting Robert and Cease is a really I think it's a fun topic. Yeah. It just gives you more questions. I honestly like, I it, think it's so unreal, unrealistic. Yeah, and like even just trading like people that if people want to trade Jeremy Peña, I think we're going to hear a lot of that this offseason of fix X problem with Pena because they do that thing where they don't like Jeremy Pena, but then they think they're also going to trade him for value. Right. But, (laughs) but if you're going to trade Jeremy Pena, like in any scenario, it's unrealistic, but then it just, 
Is it Dubon? See, I think that, I think, I think that uh, probably. And I don't like the answer of Dubon in center yeah. or at shortstop. I like so it goes, a super utility guy. Exactly. It goes back to the, like, the not addressing outfield conversation mm-hmm. of it's too much Jordan and left, and it's too much Myers and Dubon in center. Yeah. I, I See, I like Pena. I think he actually has a lot of value. He's a really good defensive shortstop, still has four years of club control, and his offensive game hasn't been bad relative to a shortstop, especially second half of last season. He was actually really good offensively. Uh, didn't have for, for much power, but good average, good on base, like, that second half, Jeremy Pena was a top 10 shortstop in baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he really was. The defense, the average, the on-base. Now, it all went away in the playoffs, so that's why we dislike Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena had a much better offensive season, especially in the second half, in his second year than he did his first year. But because he had a good postseason in his first year and not in his second year, we're down on Pena. Yeah. So sometimes we, we put a lot of stock in, in postseason success. Uh, 60-30, ever since the trade deadline, I'm completely convinced Dana Brown is completely over his head. Uh, another one here, I think Dana is a fraud. There's just something that doesn't sit right with me about his hire. He really seems in over his head. Um, I get it. I get it. I'm not willing to go that far yet. I think that Dana's smart. I think he's a baseball guy. I think he drafts really, really well. His handling of the media is bizarre to me because he does get very loosey-goosey with his words. Like, hey, it's weird for us that we do sports radio. We're like, hey, shut up a little bit because we like that. We like the content. We like yeah. the information, even if it turns out to not be true. Uh, I, I do feel like he he says too much. <laughs> and if I'm, a, if I'm an owner, too... I'm I'm bringing Dana in my office and be like, hey man, you gotta you gotta stop well, with a lot of this news information that you're just handing out that a lot of times isn't even true. And frankly, it wouldn't shock me if that happens soon because it happened last year. I know for a fact that Jeff Bagwell opened his mouth way too much. Sure, we're talking about analytics, and he got a slap on the wrist from Jim Crane, and then lashed out to media members about it. Was that because, whenever the press conference deal? Yeah, because he talked, then people. Ran well, with I what guess he was, said. I guess it was an empty slap on the wrist. Yeah, well, it was more like, hey, man, don't talk too much. And if, well, he didn't talk too much after that. No, he did the TV he, thing. Yeah, but he like really he just did, like, TV and on radio. On his best behavior. Yeah, he wasn't involved. Because in, it was weird. Like, they'd have these press conferences, and then all of a sudden, you would see Mark Berman just, like, scurry over to the other side of the room, yeah. and all of a sudden, you'd have all these people sitting around Jeff Bagwell and it wasn't his press conference. No, I remember it was, that happened at the Dana Brown. Uh, so bizarre. Yeah. I think that's when he said the Michael Brantley opening day thing was at Dana Brown's press conference. It was either the Dana Brown or was like the end of season yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, he said that outfield help is not a priority. Quote, we do get offensive production from Alvarez and Chaz and also Dubon. Didn't mention Myers. I think we can catch the ball defensively. I'd rather focus on maybe getting more depth in the rotation or getting stronger in the bullpen or getting the backup catcher. The backup catcher and the bullpen are priorities, but if we get an opportunity to add a legit third starter or better, we'll definitely be in the mix for that. Again, I, I think missing out on an outfielder is a problem because that means you're going into the season with either Jake Myers or Mauricio Dubon getting they're your everyday center fielders combined those two guys will combine to start your 162 games at least that's the plan your plan is now Chaz McCormick's going to play left Jordan Alvarez might play some games in left moving Chaz to center but then who's your DH it does seem like that you need a bat I agree because if you add a backup catcher you could have Yiner as your DH and Jordan in the left but then you're you're like you're trying to sign a Mitch Garver level probably backup catcher right where like you're 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 putting Jordan in left and Chaz is in center and then between your backup catcher and Yiner that solves your DH problem. I, I just I think adding a left fielder should have been number one priority for this team because maybe a reliever thing, but reliever and left field yeah, to me were my top two. But the one thing I think that James Click taught this should have taught this organization 
is that you can go into a year with a below average bullpen and you can fix it. Like he he traded Miles Straw uh-huh. from Phil Maton and Yiner Diaz. Like they, that was his starting center fielder though at the time. It was. But like, I, I don't like entering. Why? Why do that though? Why? Why enter the year and be like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna have the plan of trading for relievers. At the no, deadline. no, it's not that. It's not that. But it's just if you add if you add in the bullpen in the offseason and it doesn't work out, it's easier to fix that problem mm-hmm. than it is to fix left field. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that's uh, why I would prioritize left field. I would, too. He also said if it comes down to getting a seventh-inning guy and we have to use money that we could use for a sixth-inning guy and a catcher, we'll probably get the sixth-inning guy and a catcher and fill the seventh-inning guy from within. Our last two guys pretty good. Abreu and Presley, you can go to the World Series with those guys. are good enough. So he said they would rather have a sixth-inning guy and a catcher than a seventh-inning guy. That screams middling organization baseball. That does not scream championship caliber organization. Anything else from that? He just, yeah. He said, he said, he, I, no, can, I, I couldn't I, believe this quote. from that? I couldn't believe that he said a sixth inning guy and a catcher. It's a backup catcher, by the way. Because yes. Yonder Diaz is supposed to be the guy. Yeah. So a sixth inning guy and a backup catcher over a seventh inning guy. That is not a quote that I read and I go, you know what? The Astros care about winning a World Series title. You know what else that tells me? That Montero's the seventh inning guy. That Kendall Graveman's injury is way worse than we think. See, I, I disagree. I think that like, he, I think he could be the seventh inning guy from within. But then why do you like why do you I would like an update on that though. I exactly. Like it's just like the way they're talking about the sixth and seventh inning, I'm like, what is going on with Kendall Graveman? Uh, okay. And if he's not your seventh inning guy, then why the hell did you trade Corey Lee? Because that's your well, backup I mean, catcher. The injury matters. I know, but like it's just even Dusty didn't seem to love the Kendall Graveman thing last year. Now, it's Dusty versus Dana. I, I disagree. I you, disagree. You disagree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Dusty rather have a reliever than a minor league catcher. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I, everything he says, it feels like there's a million ways to interpret it because he says too yeah. much. He says nothing I, I, at can, all. I see your point on that because if like, okay, if you need a, if you, if you sign a sixth inning guy and a catcher and you're going to fill the seventh inning guy from within, you would think that that's, that could be Montero. Exactly. And that means that you're, well, you're, sounding a, you're signing a sixth inning guy. Montero's your seventh inning guy. Where is Graveman? I, I see what you're saying. I can also read it where Graveman's the seventh inning guy and not Montero. And that's fair. And Montero's. Yeah. I, I, do you, but I do want an update. Do you think that they really don't believe Montero bounces back in any way, shape, or form? No, I, don't I think, think that they probably do. We His stuff was still there. Yeah, we don't expect him to be 2022 mm-hmm. Rafael Montero, but I don't expect him to also be what he was last year. Like I think he is somewhere probably, in the middle. He probably should be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I mean, like, he's still a big league reliever. The problem is the contract. Yeah, the problem is the contract. Uh, and then what he had to say about money he was asked about money. Uh, he said, "I don't think we have a ton." Again, doesn't scream championship priorities. But he said, "I don't think we have a ton." But I think the deal is this. I, I think Jim will do whatever it takes to win. And if it means that we have to spend a little more, he will do it. I think he's definitely shown faith in me to drive this thing. So if I go to him and say, hey, we have this potential scenario on the table, you can probably get this done. I need you to get this approved. I think we'll be able to do that. So the second half of the quote sounds, okay, cool. Maybe Crane's willing to spend. But whenever he said, how much money you got? I don't think we have a ton. And does not scream this team's priority is to win a championship. That sounds like a bat. Like the back end of that quote, while I agree sounds better, it sounds like a backtrack. Could be. It, it sounds like, oh, I probably shouldn't have admitted that. And then it's like, well, maybe if we find someone good, Jim Crane will pay for it. I hated every quote that came from Dana Brown there was nothing yesterday. Po- there was nothing positive. It just, I, I was reading this. And I'm like, the goal is to win a title? Because I don't read this. But, like, it's, but do you blame Dana? Because a lot of this, I feel like I just I see Jim Crane won't is treating Everything like a luxury, the luxury tax like a salary. He's always cap. done that. The only exception was when he traded for Grinky. Yeah, like it feels like the decisions that they made last off season are having a negative effect 
on what they're mm-hmm. going to be able to do this offseason. I don't, I don't like this. I don't, I don't like this. I don't have a good feeling. I really don't. And it doesn't, again, the, the priority in the, like, go for it attitude just doesn't feel like championship or bust. It feels like, hey, we're, we're, we're good enough. We have a shot. Let's, let's backfill with mediocre AAA options. Don't like it. 713-780-ESPN-HRMP. Listener line 713-780-3776. We're at the halfway point of the NFL season. We got to give rookie grades to the two rookies. How good have they been? Uh, and we can do some uh, Texans first half MVP, uh, defensive player, offensive player. We can do all that. 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Planted Unicorn Hay. Give it up for feathers. Ooh, Cadillac and Tom Cruise. Welcome back to the Killer Bees Nuts. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here's Joel Blank and that Jeremy Branham guy. What'd you like about that, Josh? Josh you hear Josh? Josh Shetty in for Joe. Joe's in for Blankers. Where, where's Blankers? 713-780-3776. Wrong answers only. He had, a, he had a little giggle in his in his voice whenever he told... Well, you, I guess you couldn't hear this on the radio. He was in our ear. He said, Mike's hot. And he had a little giggle to what Spencer had to say. What were you laughing at there, Josh? I mean, personally, I don't get to hear these like okay. the, these drops all the time. So, so when I'm not expecting something and he says it, Branham I'm going to laugh. Branham is Branham not guy. Team Spencer. I do not like Spencer, and Spencer does not like me. Fact. That's, so whenever you laugh at Spencer, that means you are mocking Branham. Understood. So, I, I'll keep yeah. my laughter to myself. And you're working on my show. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm playing. Not with the rivalry, though. That's very legit and very true. Uh, 713-780-3776. You're doing a great job, Josh. Uh, don't laugh at Spencer again. Uh, Garrick says, I kind of feel like people are overreacting Pena based on four bad months. I think four bad months is a reach. I think he was much better than that. Uh, he likely is going to fix his swing this offseason, come back better. You can clearly see his tremendous work ethic. People are just forgetting the fact that in the second half, he hit over 300 and had like a 370 on base percentage. Like yeah. in a second half of the season. Like that's a good offensive season. The no homer since July is the one. It's the part of it. I'll that take people... that though. If he hits three ten with yeah. a three seventy five on base, I'll I'll trade the fifteen homers he's going to hit. I think they need to find. A, there seems to be some kind of bounce. Look, they've done a lot of work with him. You know his his rookie year, it was a struggle. Like he had the walk offs early on, but then they they made a major change. His leg kick dropped significantly, and then he had a much better second half of the season and running into the postseason. This year, they were still kind of like experimenting. He's just not there yet. I, I think that he's a, what do you think, he's like a 260 guy? Okay, uh, this is, re- Dre just said, let's just hope he had a bad second half of 23. How do you think that Jeremy Pena had a bad second because half of the season? Because they think the home runs, it's like the Will Anderson and I think it, I think it's the lack of home runs, and I think it's the playoffs. Like, the lack of home runs yeah. plus the bad playoff equals Jeremy Pena had a bad second half of the season. Like, I, I just had to go baseball reference on a show, and I hate whenever I have to go baseball reference on a show. The second half of the season, Jeremy Pena hit two eighty four, playing really good defensive shortstop. That's solid. That's good. His on-base percentage, Joe, three fifty one. That is a strong offensive performance. I, he could hit, he didn't hit any home runs after the All Star break. I was about to say he could not hit a home run. I'll take that. He literally did that. He hit two eighty four, the three fifty one on base, and played near Gold Glove defense at shortstop. I will take that from Jeremy Pena. Stop saying he had a bad second half. That is inaccurate. 
Because he didn't hit any homers, though, in the postseason. But, like, the postseason kind of, it, it, it taints everything. That's, that's part of this, is that, like, Kyle Tucker. People don't want to extend Kyle Tucker now because of how bad the postseason was. Why? He, he, yeah. he probably should have been in the top three in the MVP. Like, he's a very, very mm. good baseball player. Like, Jeremy Pena had a really good second half, but the postseason was so bad. That and the first half was so bad that people can't ignore it and yeah. they're overvaluing. I'm a little triggered. I'm a little triggered right now. I don't know. Maybe it's because he's my first name, Brethren. I don't know. But, but I'm I think it's triggered. also just like it was the the postseason was incredible in 2022, yeah. the World Series run and everything. It set the bar so high and I think that he, had a, he was going to flop in his next year no matter he what he did. He did. I think he had a hit in his first at-bat, too. And it's like, here's playoff Pena. And yeah. then it's like, didn't get another hit the rest of the way. 50-30, talking about a backup catcher right now is insane. He better be blowing smoke. People are going at me on Twitter. What don't you understand? They need a backup catcher. They don't need an outfielder. Dude, a backup catcher is going to start 40 games and not play in the playoffs. That is not a priority. Should Backup catcher should not be a priority. And, and here's the thing. This is why outfield is the priority. What happens when Jordan's out for three weeks next year? Yeah. Like, tell, tell me what you're going to do. Who's your DH? Who's your DH? Great casting director. Like, uh, Chas McCormick's your DH, Mauricio Dubon's in center, and Jake Myers in left? Like, is that what we're doing next year if you don't add left field help? Yes. That's why you need it. You need it because Jordan's going to miss time. This guy says, uh, come on, Brandon Pena's not a, a good hitter. I- I'm sorry, but I like guys who don't make outs. And Pena didn't do that in the second half. Got on base a ton. Somebody said he should bat ninth in front of Altuve. I love that idea because uh, I do think that he hits better whenever he has protection behind him. All right, 713-780-3776. Wrong answers only. Wise Blanker is not here today. 0841. Blanks at home recording Rockets. Halftime rhymes just in case they call him back. If, look, if Blankers wanted to do that, I, I, want, I want what is best for Blankers. I'll say that. All right, we're at the midpoint of the uh, the NFL season. The Texans injury report came out real quick, by the way. A lot of players on it. The amount of players on this injury report could field a football team. Like, these were guys who did not participate today. We just hammered through these. Will Anderson, knee. Yep. That's not great. Andrew Beck, Blake Cashman, Kaimi Fairbairn. He's going to be out a few weeks. Jake Hansen, Brevin Jordan, Stephen Nelson, Damian Pierce, Laramie Tunsil, Jimmy Ward, Robert Woods. Those guys did not participate. Some of those guys are like, like, Laramie Tunsil has been getting better in rest days. Maybe Stephen Nelson is too. Uh, hopefully, Blake Cashman isn't serious. Hopefully, Will Anderson is not serious. Pierce, maybe he misses another week with the ankle. Ward lost. He lost. A hamstring. Ward hurt his hamstring. I imagine he doesn't play for like another, another at least a week. And then guys who were limited participants: Nico Collins, John Gernhard, Henry Toa Toa, George Fan, Titus Howard, Myjay Sanders, and Derek Stingley Jr. Derek Stingley Jr. is great news. Positive <laughs> that, news. That's great news. But the Houston Texans basically have half of their roster on the Wednesday injury report. Yeah, it's not great. Not man. good. Stuff. It's a lengthy list with a lot of really good players. I don't want to say this because I'll probably land on Bad Take Boulevard. If these, like, Will Anderson's good enough to go, but isn't, like, there, is it worth sacrificing him this week? Like, if I told you Will Anderson plays this week, but there's a 50 50 shot, he misses the next two games with a re aggravation. But you don't play him, and he's 100% the rest of the way. I'm taking option B against at Cincy, six and a half point dogs. Like this is like okay, get right, Will Anderson. We'll, we'll try really hard without you this week, but you take a week off. You're a hundred percent the rest of the way when we can attack a really soft schedule because this is the toughest game they have left on the schedule. Yeah, but the thing is, it's a soft schedule, right? So That's like, good. That's where I'd you're rather, stack up wins. I want to have them versus Cincy and think that they can beat Kyler Murray in his second yeah. start without Will Anderson. I'm, I think I'm taking tanking Sunday in this hypothetical here. Yeah, but the thing is, they Get might right. miss their two best players. Derek Stingley. 
Derek. Well, yeah, that 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 throws a wrinkle into things. Derek I mean, Stingley, you're 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 limited participant. They opened up the window. Think, is he maybe next week? I Who think knows? He, I think he could play Sunday. That would be wild. I think he could play Sunday. But same thing. You have Will Anderson, Derek Stingley Jr. Both of them. Uh, throw in throw in Damian Pierce. Throw in throw in throw in Nico Collins. Those guys. You can play them Sunday, but they okay. have a 50-50 chance of re-aggravating an injury that's going to cost them the next two weeks after Cincinnati. I'm playing them. Or they miss this game, and you have them 100% down the stretch, no problem. I'm playing them this weekend. I think I'm option B. I just think I'm option like, B. You could beat the, if you beat the Bengals this weekend. But you're, you're, now you're going to win games without – you're going to win the next two weeks without both defensive ends, without Nico, without Derek I mean, you've been playing without Derek yeah, Derek Stinley doesn't count. Yeah, he might not be a real person. It's like the plain lady that – it's not real. I just I I think that I would take I would go all, all in right. on this game and then if they miss the following week versus Arizona, all right. <laughs> I think I'm on the opposite side of that. Where, what side are you? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven. Yeah, but Jerry, where is CJ Stroud on Monday? We're having MVP conversations on Monday if they beat the Bengals this weekend. There's a the the game on Sunday is all about how the Texans are perceived going forward. They don't have to win Sunday to be a playoff team. They don't have to win Sunday to be a playoff team. They win Sunday, people are talking about them as a playoff team. Yeah, big time. And I and yeah. I I'm not I'm not being facetious. I I think that when we talked about the was like thirteen thousand <laughs> to one for CJ Stroud or whatever it was to win MVP. Yeah, did if, you play it? Huh, I did. What'd you get? Did you get it at thirteen thousand? Uh mine was a little bit less. I wonder if it got talked down during the week or be, or uh, valued down during. Yeah, the week. Yeah, mine got, mine was a little bit less because Brendan Brendan texted me like before I woke up Monday. I saw mine at like I think I got it at eleven to one. Huh. Um. I, I if CJ Stroud and and the Texans beat the Bengals this weekend, mm-hmm. people are gonna have them in playoff conversations. And if CJ Stroud balls out, he he's gonna be. There will be people on on national television and radio. That will put him in the MVP conversation, and I also will put him in the MVP yeah. conversation. I'm not expecting great things uh, in this game, and we'll talk about it more later throughout the week. Injury stuff's going to matter here. I, I don't love this game for the Texans. Like you oh, had this huge, either. like uplifting, come from behind win, so emotional. Like this screams letdown, and you're playing a really good team that's hot at their place. Like everything about this game screams major letdown. It is a defense that's gettable, though, for C.J. Stroud. So I think he has a chance to put up big numbers, but I don't have a great feeling about this week. Eight one four seven. even considering option A is a terrible take. That makes me feel better because I didn't know where everybody was at on that. That's one person. Yeah, but he speaks for everybody. He's the leader of the of the hive. And I think most people listening is. to this show would say, if you're on the opposite side of Joe, you're probably on the right side. <laughs> most people would say that. You're I, right. I think you're right. I, I appreciate the self-admission of that because yeah. you are correct. Um, CBS, they did a grade for every rookie that was drafted in the first round. They gave C.J. Stroud an A. They gave Will Anderson an A. Would you agree mm. with those A's? Give him a B, Will Anderson. Okay. I think this, the, all the advanced numbers are there, the pass rush win rate, all that stuff. Uh, he's, I think he's getting good pressure. He's just not closing the deal. So I give him a B. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I'm going A plus for Stroud. I was like, can I go A plus? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can go A plus. Uh, a plus for Stroud. I mean, he's the offensive rookie of the year. He would be the number one pick in this draft without a doubt. Uh, he's do, he's doing some. I mean, he has a chance to to break rookie passing records. Yeah, he, and he just broke one with 470 yards. He has the Texans at four wins. This is the most wins tied for the most wins the Texans have had in each of the last four years. Um, so yeah, he he's been an A plus. Anderson's been good. Like people think I. I 
hate Will Anderson because I don't like the trade and I, I don't like the trade. But Will Anderson's a good football player. Will Anderson is real is a huge reason that this defense is good against the run or much better against the run. Anderson does influence the pass rush of this team, even though he has two sacks. Uh, I would I would give Anderson a B there too. It's been good. It's been overall solid, and I'm still bullish. Like I don't think any less of Will Anderson now than I did whenever they drafted him. Like a mm-hmm. high potential defensive end. I think he's got a chance to be really good. I do think he needs to evolve in terms of like his pass rush skill. Um, he's very bull rush, maybe speed type. Like mix in a spin, mix in a little bit of a you know a swipe. Like and that's I, I think, think John Grenard's too. actually good at a bunch of stuff. Like Grenard doesn't have the skill and the talent of Will Anderson, but he's better at finishing and getting to the quarterback because he's more polished as a pass rusher. And I think you're right. I think that's the difference between being a veteran that's been in the league a while versus a guy who's played eight games in his NFL career. Yeah, I think it gets there eventually. It's just not there right now. So that's why he's a B. Yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, 713-780-ESPN. When we return, we'll do our Car Wreck of the Day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. Get those nominations in. What are the Car Wrecks of the Day? What are you nominating? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. We control the spice. The spice extends life. The spice expands consciousness. You all right? My leg is broken. The bolt's coming through. Let me see. Let me see. Ah! Give me your you brick. Where's my fucking money? This is the car wreck of the day, brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. It, it is our car wreck of the day. He's Joe George filling in for blank. Josh Chevy filling in for for Joe. Uh, who you nominate? Car wreck of the day. Uh, I'm going to nominate the Utah Jazz today. That's, that's always going to be popular in this city. Um, the NBA, uh, the CEO and chairman, Ryan Smith of the Utah Jazz, was on the Pat McAfee show today. And uh, he revealed the name of the Wi-Fi where the Utah Jazz play. What do you think it is? Just going to take a guess? Uh, Stockton for life. Jordan pushed off. Oh, that's pretty good. But you, I don't think that's a no. That's not. I that's think not that's a car wreck. wreck. That's a no, car wreck. You no, 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 no. Get over it. You're, you're saying this is a true Chicago win? Yes. Is that what they call you guys, Chicago wins? Yep. No, this is this is car a, wreck. You're being a homer right now. This I is, am a homer. I'm right not. Now. I'm not ever one to advocate. Come on, or man. Bang you lost. the table for Utah. But you're, but you're you're also pandering to your crowd. You know like, who you're speaking to. It'd be like if we went to a Texas no, this game good. and this the wi- and the Wi-Fi was Oilers should have never left. Like That's not bad. That's a little different. It's a little different. It's it's much different actually because now it's a different organization talking about an organization that left the city. So that, I, I think that's much different. It would be like like your the 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 analogy you just used, like the Texans having their Wi-Fi password saying the Oilers should, should have never left. Would be like when the Supersonics get a new team and be like, "I love Kevin Durant." Like it's much different. I think this is funny. I, and Utah is not the place you go to for like comedy or sense of humor. It's not. But this was a funny one, and, and they're pandering to their their fan base, their crowd. I don't think that this is a uh, this isn't right. a, this isn't a nomination. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you disagree, can I get my next one? 
Yeah. Or do you want? Or do you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, I'm going to go with the whole backup catcher being a priority in the offseason. Fair. When is a backup catcher ever a priority for a team who's trying to win a championship? It is here. It should never be a priority for a team that's winning, trying to win a championship. Adrian texted in during the break. Please don't chase a backup catcher. I'll gladly take my chances with Caesar Salazar at backup and address the outfield. Backup catcher is so stupid. Like, who who are you going to bring in as a backup catcher if you ask us? Like, what is the name that you're bringing in? Like, I've seen Austin Hedges, I've seen Gary Sanchez, I've seen Martin Maldonado. Sanchez is probably not realistic. But w- which of those three do you like the best? Would you be the most happy with? Maldi? Okay. Would you rather have Martin Maldonado and no left fielder or Jorge Soler and Cesar Salazar? Oh, come on. It's just silly. It's silly whenever you break it down like that. The fact that they mentioned the backup catcher as a priority for this team is ridiculous. You need a backup catcher that's going to start 35, 40 games that hopefully does ha- that has 100 plate appearances and is not going to play in the postseason. But that's a priority of a championship contender? Mm-hmm. That is stupid. That is a car wreck of the day nominee. Uh, Josh, you want to go next? Sure, I got one. So, Spencer Tillman. <laughs> no. You're like, I'm a gut feeling you might steal mine. I, I, I doubt it. So we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. So I'm normally someone who believes that babies are blessings, and they certainly are. Oh. But Zion Williamson is expected to miss uh, tonight's game against the Timberwolves to welcome his first daughter into the world. Congrats, Was it Zion. with the crazy chick? N- no, but I think that crazy chick. Mariah Mills, I think she said that uh, she w- missed her period months back. So she may be expecting with him as well. So mm-hmm. th- just that alone g- makes me make Zion Williamson my car wreck of the day. Because Hold on. I like it. He's having mama a, drama. He's a car wreck of the day because he's about to welcome his first got, child into the world? He's got baby mama drama. Baby he's mama on the drama. Carl That's, Malone career path. What's wrong with that? Carl well, Malone's a Hall of Famer. We it, know how that it's one not, ends. Uh, Jeremy, it's not the fact that he's welcoming his first child. It's who you choosing to have these children with. Yeah. Like, brother, control yourself. So do we know who the missus is that's giving birth tonight? I think it's another OnlyFans model. Oh, for real? I think so. Okay, that's a good yeah. nomination then. Uh, does Dwight Howard have lots of kids? I don't know. I think he has like two or one for I sure. Don't, I don't think so. so. So he doesn't have a whole lot. I don't think so. I wonder why. <laughs> my nomination, my other nomination for the day is uh, Lamont. Lamont, oh, accused, coming at you. Lamont accused me of stealing the word hyperbolic from the highway to hell. He accused me of never, ever saying the word hyperbolic until I stole it from a show on Highway to Hell yesterday. I have since quote tweeted Lamont, a tweet that I've had more, I guess, in the past mm-hmm. than yesterday where I used the word hyperbolic. So uh, I, did, I did flex a little bit on uh, I'm going to give another nomination here. Also, just possibly preemptively put myself on Bad Take Boulevard tomorrow. But I'm going to nominate Dylan Brooks for not learning his freaking lesson and saying he's going to lock up LeBron James. Tonight. I kind of like it. I do too. Until LeBron drops, <laughs> I like it. until LeBron drops like forty tonight. He, maybe Dylan Brooks will be on Bad Take Boulevard for saying that. I, either Dylan's going to be, or I'm going to be for saying he's a car wreck of the day. I can't stand LeBron James. I can't either. But like <laughs> Dylan, we LeBron. saw how it went last year. Yeah, he. But that's also probably why he became a Rocket. Now D- LeBron because... did say that. Dylan Brooks deserved his max contract. Did he really? Yeah. Huh. I also saw LeBron and the Lakers were complaining about a bunch of, like, they thought that they were missing a bunch of calls. 
and they send it in the league office, and the office is like, no, we, we got those all right. Yeah. But but I'm worried. I'm worried what the whistle looks like tonight. Yeah. I bet you it's going to be tight for LeBron. Yeah, it always is. I bet you it's it? going to be a tight whistle. on Le- LeBron's going to get fouls whenever he's on the bench. Uh, a lot of stars are going to be there tonight. For real? Machetti's there. Oh, C.J. Stroud. <laughs> Maldi is. Maldi's there. Stroud's uh, shooting the first shot. Think he makes it? I say yes. I hope so. He's he's got some he's got some moves. There's some videos I mean, out shooting. there of him. He's falling. a jump shooter. No, 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 no. He's got like there's videos of him just draining no, threes I, pretty I, consistently. I believe it, but I mean tonight he's just shooting a free throw. I know. Like it's, one free throw without warming up is not the easiest thing up. to do. Do they warm up? Yeah, they put they put a they put a hoop in like in the walkway. Oh, okay. Area. Yeah, I, I mean I don't care if he makes it or not. Like people are going to be like I, I, that's going to be all over Twitter. I could not care less. I could not. Care I could either. not care less. You know what I would care more about? I care more that Will Anderson was at the game on Monday. The only time I really cared was when I, was when McLean took the shot. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> oh if Will Anderson doesn't play Sunday against Cincinnati, though, and he was at the Rocket game Monday, is that okay? Yes. It's not Travis Kelsey. If I called in sick from work on Tuesday, was it okay that I was courtside at the Toyota Center on Monday? Yeah, but that's a one-day difference. It's not a seven-day He's got a hamstring Six. injury. Why isn't he in the uh, training room? Maybe he was all day. Okay. All right. It's going to do it for us. Thanks to Josh Chevy for doing all the hard work and putting up with us. Uh, he was Joe filling in for Blankers. All of your uh, why was Blank not here today was excellent. It was very, very good. We so got to pick a winner. Who, 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 who won? You're uh, the catcher. I'm stuff. going with the backup catcher. Yeah, that's our knob. That's our car wreck of the day presented by carwrecktexas.com. It was almost us for not picking a winner. All right, he's Joe George. I'm Jeremy Branham. Blankers back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. You hooked up with it. You decided to marry it. I told you I wasn't into it. You said it didn't.